You're gonna get me to travel. <laughs> My wife is gonna listen to this. Yo, 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 but but how do you always get? I need to know, man. How do you always have all these babes surrounding you? What do you do? Hi everyone, and uh, welcome back to this episode of the Chris Hansen Conversation. Uh, and I have flanking me, I have people who I will call the old spin doctors. So this is the one with the old spin doctors. And to my left, I have Kenneth Mark. Hello. And to my right, I have the party man, Clifford. And these guys have been in the game, and that would be the club DJing scene like forever since I was in fucking diapers so these guys oh we can use obscenities <laughs> of course you can but I'm only 22 I'm, oh, oh really I'm 36 oh you're 36 huh and then I must be 15 <laughs> and then um, these guys have been around and for such a long time and that's the reason why I asked them to be here as my khakis for this particular episode and for those of you in and around the world khakis would mean buddies okay to have them here as my buddies on the show for me to ask them some questions first of all let me just start this way guys Kenneth how long have you been in this game I started at about 14 plus I'm 36 now <laughs> I will ignore the 36 bit 14 yeah that would be illegal right no yeah. um, Back then we could do uh, Home parties Mobile discos Function yeah, function, function, Functions House yeah, functions Yeah Where people are more, to- more tolerant So you started actually Doing stuff at For house parties Yeah for house parties Okay but not in a club At um, that time Then I This guy came along uh-huh. He saw me spinning in a, <laughs> At a house party And he asked me Hey You wanna spin in a club? It's my house, right? Yeah, it was his house. <laughs> I did a birthday party for his sister. And here comes this little guy. So he want to spin in a club. And I say, hey, why not? No, wait. He was spinning for your sister's party. Uh, yeah, we had But a- you spin. <laughs> so why didn't you spin? Because it was my sister's birthday. So she, we had invited her and then... It's a long story. <laughs> Hello, that's the reason why you're on this show because I want to listen to long stories. Okay, he was dating back then one of my sister's best oh, friends. Right. If I'm oh, not wrong, so he happened to be at the uh-huh. party, and uh, I was uh, slightly older, lah. You know, so I was slightly in the background partying, and then you know all the music was going on. So I, hey, this guy can play. <laughs> so I went to say hi. But why again? Why didn't you spin? Uh, I think I think what happened was I was doing the early warming up for him. Uh-huh. <laughs> then after a few beers, he took over. <laughs> and we were underage. I think I was seventeen and he was fourteen. No, yeah, he, 14 wasn't plus, un- yeah. he, he wasn't underage. Yeah. You were underage. Yeah, fourteen plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When did you start? Uh, around the same time as Kenneth, I reckon. I think uh, I was how old were you? Back, I think I was about maybe fifteen or sixteen. Holy shit! Another army, illegal yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> just before the army, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. so uh-huh. we were all DJing uh, using cassettes and yeah. uh, our own house uh, equipment, yeah. our Akai amplifier, our cassette <laughs> deck, and then you know we never had a mixer. We just okay, ready, change one, two, flip the switch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's chopping in. I uh, just chopping in here yeah. and there, uh-huh. and then, yeah. But then at that time uh, when we were at my house, I think we already had. Mixer Mixers And yes. we had the Mark 2's already Right the right, first right. Generation, The Mark yeah. 2 turntables yeah. yeah Right right yeah. Okay So Why Why So young 14 15 Gone on to The DJing Business so to speak Why I think it was uh, Basically A uh, passion for music And I was uh, Influenced by my dad mm-hmm. Who was collecting uh, 
hi-fi stereo systems and he was playing like vinyls in the background Elvis, Carpenters, Rita Coolidge and, and not necessarily club music not necessarily club music but it got me into music right yeah so then um, we were all I, I was staying in Serang Gardens and we had gangs I'm sorry not gangs we had clicks <laughs> clicks Clicks. What the fuck? <laughs> and we hung out and we just did cool things, you know. So you're one of those Serangoon Garden guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gardens boy. Gardens the boy. Gar- ah, because I I, re- I remember way back when, right? The gardens seem to be producing quite a lot of DJs yes, coming out for that. Yes. For that and Monkey Boys. <laughs> as well as that. <laughs> as well as that. Which school are you from, man? Mm, St. Gabriel's. Oh, you're yeah, St. Gabriel's boy, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. Gardens, huh? Gardens. How are you? Josephine. <laughs> But Saint I used James. to hang out in St. Gabe's Alcohol Theatre yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, the so only SJI boy That used to be hanging out there <laughs> <laughs> So where did you How did Why did you start? Uh, because it was cool <laughs> No shit <Yeah. laughs> re- is, is that really the truth Or there's more to it? No, no that, There was this I said, hey, this is cool stuff, man So, you know uh, uh, Every time we organized a party We were in charge of our own music So in the end uh, So many people always wanted to come to our functions so we decided to like there were four of us at that time I remember uh, four of my good friends uh, so we decided to do this on a weekly basis one day at my house one day at your house so every month we used to have functions Right. we used to clear the furniture out of our living room yeah. all the tables and chairs <laughs> out put a lift and then you know we just invite the whole neighbourhood show up and then we just party and dance and all this without any money to be earned without money because yeah. we used to dismantle our hi-fi <laughs> in the hi-fi cabinet <laughs> you know we used to dismantle everything and then take the parts that we wanted out and then you know if I didn't have enough speakers or you got the equalizer you, are, you would bring it you know and then we would put a fan on the amplifier and then we just borrow everybody's speaker and then join the black and red cable join 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 <laughs> join, join, join and then we would have eight speakers and then it would last for about one hour then after that everything will get distorted yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because the amplifier <laughs> and the power yeah. <laughs> so did you when you started was it for no money as well um it was for money uh-huh. we, we did house parties we got a, maybe a three four hundred dollars wow then. that's quite a lot of money yeah, back yeah. then right and then we saved the money so that we could buy the techniques okay okay guys <laughs> let's <laughs> let's stop being such fuckers about our age yeah, yeah our yeah, ages yeah. so when we're talking about three four hundred bucks back then and we're yeah. saying because our listeners and viewers they'll be wondering about this shit right yeah that was in which year i think that was 81 there Correct. Nineteen eighty one. Yeah. Eighty one, eighty two. Yeah. yeah. Three four hundred bucks is a lot of money yeah. back then. It was. A yeah. whole lot of money. Yeah. That's pretty decent, huh? Yeah. So when did you start earning money doing this? Uh after a while when we you know the four of us we decided to hey, you know, since it's working out so well. Yeah. And then at that time there was a growing demand for mobile disco, so we started our own mobile di- I'm, f- I'm sure most of the old DJs. Yeah. Started their mobile disco. Yeah, ours was called Aces because there was Arthur, Clifford, Edmund, and Sam. Right. So you know, ours was Aces, Aces. mobile disco, and his was called Cats. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. When I was about twenty, we had uh, Cats music productions. So isn't it amazing? You guys started out in the DJing scene. Well, house functions. Yeah. Because you love music. Right. Yeah. Right. You guys love music. Love putting things together. And say, let's have a party. Yeah, that's right. And you throw these parties. You get paid for it. Well, you didn't get starting. Yeah, yeah. After a while, we got paid for it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah Smarter guy. Smarter guy got paid first. Yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then both of you started as early entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And how long did that those businesses respectively last? 
uh, it lasted me until you know uh, when I went to NS. Uh, we were doing all uh, all our company functions and yeah. Yeah. his company functions, and then the sergeants and the captains. Like, hey, you all are very good. Can you do one for you know? So we started yeah. doing everything yeah. for the army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. same. Uh, passing out bread party, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. the parties, yeah. uh, So yeah. we in NS, yeah, So we we could get get out of camp very easily, and, and yeah, yeah. yeah, because it's such a joy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I was uh, <laughs> playing at NCO club as well. Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, one dollar in club here. SF beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. What happened to those businesses then after NS? Were they still in existence? Did you come back to running the show? Um. We, we we had a business and then um, after which uh, there was competition but um, then because I was also in the army right um, I kind of like moonlighted at night right and I was spending to survive from my ninety dollar do you do know that that's salary. also illegal right uh, yes it was illegal. <laughs> yeah, illegal so then we were playing like tavern on the square it was kind of you know oh, wow yeah, morning back to camp and I got stuck. oh tavern on the square were you at tavern yeah, on the square yeah no I was at uh, I was at this place in Park Lane uh, it was called Park Lane Disco holy shit I was at uh, another place called The Trap The Trap uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah that was uh, The Trap it was a yeah. uh, high end uh, KTV <laughs> I cannot mention who used to go there because uh, I would get arrested <laughs> <laughs> and I will not ask because I don't want to get arrested either. Tavern <laughs> uh, of the Square, man. Shout out to Gingerbread. Yep. Shout Gingerbread. out to my dear, dear Dato, Jason Shahul, and Ma'am, and Hussein. Uh, wow, these guys. He was spinning in Tavern. How come? Yeah. How the fuck? When you were there, spinning in Tavern in the Square, yeah. how old were you? Wow, 20, 21. No freaking way, man. 21? Yeah. No freaking way. Yeah. I'm not that much younger than you. You know why? This is this story. I've, I've I mentioned this to Jason Shahul, who's for those of you who don't know, Gingerbread was quite an iconic band yeah. back in the day in the eighties. And Singapore, was, in my opinion, were rocking it. The band scene was really, yeah. really rocking. Yeah. And uh, Gingerbread wrote a song, and it was an original number. It's called Roses. Yes, that's the reason why. Um, the band leader is a guy named Jason Shahul, and he owns Gingerbread Recording Studios now. And his wife is the illustrious um, Anne Hussein. And uh, she, th- these guys were part and parcel of the band. Yeah, and they wrote a song called Roses. It was an original number, and that's the reason why they are featured in a national museum. Yeah, because that song hit the charts. Yep, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, Roses is an amazing song, and Kenneth Mark used to spin at a place where they, but Gingerbread <laughs> used to play called Tavern in the Square yeah. in Singapore's East Coast Park, uh, way back when. And when at that time, if memory serves me correctly, it was what eighty four. Yeah. You couldn't have been 20-something, man. Because I was like 14, 15, and I was trying to get my way into the club illegally to Maybe watch them 20. play. 20. You can't be that much older than me. Come on. We don't have a calculator here. Oh, so gee. <laughs> Jesus. You can't be all that much older than me. Well, we're really old cocks, man, you guys. <laughs> Where did you spin, man? Way back, around that time. Uh, okay, my first... Uh, when I first started... Uh, being paid for <laughs> playing, I, I believe it was for a mobile disco company. I believe it was Disco World. Oh no! Uh, at a Shaw Center. Remember oh. they had the, that shop, Disco World, and then it was Mr. Go and the wife 
So I used to run all their normal discos for them uh, for this guy called Ajit. Ajit, yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all can remember him or not. So they used to send me to all these uh, places and then I had one turntable and two turntables and one cassette and then they used to give me recorded recorded CDs and uh, recorded cassettes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> recorded cassettes, all right? Cassettes. Five recorded cassettes, you know, to play. So I can play one record and then after that when it finishes, I switch to the CD and I switch back to the record. <laughs> no, no, but, but what, what, what do you call that? What do you call that? What, what do people call that now? You know, when you have cassettes and you record it, what's it called? Uh, there's a name for it, right? Cassette player? Mixtape, no, no. no. Mixtape. Mixtape. Yeah, yeah, mix yeah, yeah. Mix <laughs> oh my God. We used to have all the mixtapes ready to go. <laughs> Yeah. Seven to eight, eight to nine, nine to ten. <laughs> really, uh, this is really hard work, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. we we couldn't carry the records back then. So what we did was we did make steps and uh, we had timings on them, and uh, we used to record pre-record before we go. Yeah. So every time we wanted to change the mixtape, we would switch back to one record or we would sing the birthday song yeah. and then we quickly switch back to the mixtape. No, so, so, you know, now that we're talking, but now that we're on that subject of mixtapes, back when, when you had Mark II's, yeah, turntable. No, that time not yet. Oh, no, then Mark what was it? The Mark Twos were new in the market, so we were just starting to. It wasn't really, really very uh, available everywhere. Not everybody could think, afford I it. I think he's, yeah. he's still going back to the time when he was sixteen. Or yeah, yeah. yeah so, so no, at at at, at little world. Oh, sorry, at disco world, we used to have very limited turntables. Uh. So when they had two or three mobile discos going out on the same day, right? Only one team would get the the. The, 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 good the, the good stuff yeah, yeah then the rest of us will get cassettes <laughs> <laughs> this is yours <laughs> so you, you you started in an era before the techniques mark 2 came on board yeah yeah more or less fuck yeah. me yeah. that's paleolithic man yeah before it came on board yeah we were, dude we it's paleolithic just... man that's yeah, like yeah, way yeah. before Jurassic dude yeah, yeah the mixer had a knock <laughs> right, right. you were lucky if you could get um, Hitachi with a small little knock and yeah. you could have a little pitch control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was considered lucky with smaller Gosh. pitch control. Okay, so, again, I'm going to come back to this topic. Um, when we're talking about mixtapes, comparing to the DJs of today using computers. Yes. Right? BPMs are actually done for you. Right? Yes. Am I right to say that? Correct, correct. And you have you either use Tractor or Serato, right? Yes. Correct. Right, okay, and the DJ controllers. Yes. Back when, guys, when you were using mixtapes and then you have uh, uh, your turntables, let's say you, you get, you're given the good stuff back, yeah. back way tables, back when, yeah. you still had a party going. Yes. Yep. You still could hold yep. the crowd yes. on the floor, right? Yes. Skill sets, compared to back then, to those today, if you get those guys today who spin right now, the young, the younger generation, okay, to do what you guys did, you think they can do it? Uh, it would be mm. a little bit difficult for yeah. them because back then, like I said, you wouldn't have the uh, the advantage of the computer, the laptop. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But then uh, again, we also had the advantage because uh, we knew how to use the mics. Yes. And the DJs that are playing today don't don't really yes. use the microphone. So you can relate to what Clifford said. Yes, You're, that's right. So you, you what Clifford just said is that let me try and get this right. Okay. okay. You guys had the skill sets. Correct. Yes. Behind a microphone. That's right. And what? How would you define what Clifford just said? Since you agree. What, do you, what, what does it mean, skill set behind the microphone? I mean, if we have a gig, 
um, we are the entertainers. Right. We spin our music. Right. And we use the mic to mm-hmm. hype the crowd, to right. party. Okay. Can I have an example of how you would hype the crowd behind a microphone? Uh, Could you, you do something? You want yeah. me to take off my clothes now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, behind the microphone, dude, not visually. <laughs> uh, it's kind of difficult because you don't have the atmosphere here. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. give an example. We don't have to really do it to so hype out the crowd. But example, what would you say behind a microphone? You know, last time it was easy. It was yeah. like you know, it's more or less what the DJs are saying today. But the only difference I reckon is not the the DJs of today have uh, what's called a hype man. Mm, who right. does the hyping for them most of the DJs nowadays can't speak on the mic yeah. when they see a microphone they get terrified they're like oh yeah. wow no, oh, really? yeah. okay what the fuck's a hype man man what, does that, what the fuck does a hype okay. man okay, do okay so now you in, in, in modern generation you got a guy playing the digital music uh-huh. alright he's, he's, he's the DJ playing the music then you have another guy holding the microphone right. hey put your, put your hands up put your hands up that's all he does hands up five four, yeah, yeah, that's three, all he does. two everybody yeah. jump <laughs> okay okay I'm, I'm trying to relate to this because I remember back in the 90s being in the, in, being in the business right though I've never been in the club scene in terms of uh, spinning I don't spin yeah okay? I know um, I don't spin oh gosh <laughs> too many things for me to do to dabble in and then I'm going to go to spinning mm. no yeah. um, but I do respect DJs a whole lot yeah don't, that, that's one thing for sure yeah um, you say hype man back when when I was doing events yes we had this guy that had a role to play and we called this guy a Mikey yeah, exactly. So it's the same concept. Same concept. Same concept. Same concept. Okay, but then again, that came a lot later in the nineties when we got the Mikey thing happening, yeah. because the DJ, even for private events, yes, they will know how to hype up a crowd without having a need to have a Mikey, Mikey. or a yeah, hype man. Exactly. Yeah. We did everything. So basically, what you're saying to me is that today's generation of jocks don't have the knack for being behind a mic. Yes, they don't. And yeah. the funny thing is that I've, I've uh, had some uh, so-called uh, DJs who I'm trying to teach them to use a microphone, right? Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Really? They, they look good. They can play music very well. And then I give them the microphone. They go like, hello, everybody. I tell my name. Is and then <laughs> hey, and I go like, what the... <laughs> Everybody ready? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Oh, swear to God. I swear to God. Look good. And, and some of the girls Fuck. look so good. And then when you give them the microphone, like, hello. <laughs> Thank you for coming. It's real. Oh, it's real. Like, it's real. Yeah. Really? It's really real. Yeah. So this is, this, so this is, okay. What do you think attributed to this issue? Why? In your opinion. Because uh, it's easier to start. Becoming a DJ now because uh, of uh, all like the equipment that you have, the you know the modern technology, right? It's right. easier to learn how to become a DJ. Right. It's much easier. Yeah, the computer so, works for you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's because of technology that these guys can just become a DJ. Correct. The the more important thing would be how much you have in your library, in your software. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah, how much? Yeah. How many songs yeah. you have accumulated? Yeah, right. Correct. Right. But you guys must have thousands. Yep, back, f- back from seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but do you guys use digital now? I still do. Yes, you're using digital now. For Clifford, is using uh, digital. I'm still analog. You're yeah. still analog. So I still collect thousands of records and play them. Oh crap! Uh, but I'm in the process of going digital. 
So right. there's nothing wrong with digital. I have to embrace it, right? Because sure. that's the new generation. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. I, I I made the switch in uh, when I was playing. Uh, well, I can't remember, <laughs> but I made the switch when I was with Juliana's. I think we switched to uh, uh, CDs first of all before the the Serato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think when I first switched from the record turntable to the CDs, that was in uh, uh, the tornado. Whoa, that was wow. my first switch I went the there to say okay this is your new I'm like uh oh <laughs> yeah and it was tough with the CDs because uh-huh. um, you for a record we could see where the brakes are and right. we could start from the we could put the needle where it is yeah yeah but for the CD you would have to really forward tap forward. tap 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 yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah right. Tap, and then you have to tap and then you have to memorize yeah. because you had the counter so oh this CD track one I have to play get ready it 0.23 seconds yeah yeah and then the sound was also different so instead of <laughs> it was a totally different it took me one week to get used to it get the hang of it yeah right. yeah. yeah so monday we went in they say we switching you got no more turntables your cd players now i said wow hey, but you know you know you mentioned you mentioned two two names that uh that really brought back memories one you said julianus julianus, julianus of london Correct. Yes, can right. you tell everyone that's watching the show who and what Juliano London's was all about? Uh, okay, Juliano's was uh, one of the biggest uh, agencies that looked after a lot of clubs and uh, disc jockeys and entertainment managers in Southeast Asia, in London, Oslo, everywhere. Yeah. So in, in Asia, they were based at Clemenceau Avenue and they ran all the major clubs in Singapore, uh, usually at all the hotels. Uh, the Hyatt Hotel was uh, Shunasari, Xanadu was at uh, the Shangri-La, Scandals. Uh, Black Velvet was at Scandals. Uh, yeah, Scandals was at Raffles, Raffles and yeah. then uh, we had uh, Malaysia Hotel had my place. Mm. Mandarin Hotel had the library. The library, yeah. Uh, Forty Three Scots was yeah. at the Sheraton Towers. Oh man, we yeah. were rocking, yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah. So those were the days uh, when you had a pure, proper club. Club. Yeah. Yeah. Including Xanadu. Including yeah. Xanadu. Yeah. Yes. Can you imagine that? We, we were real jumping, jumping, jumping country, man. Yep. Tuesday, ladies' night. Let me tell you, back in the days, right? Tuesday night, ladies' night at Xanadu, the queue used to be unreal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the ladies did not get free drinks. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. They just got yeah. free entry and that's it, you yeah. know? But oh. they were relying on the guys who were customers yeah, to buy right. drinks for them anyway. Correct. <laughs> Nowadays, ladies' night is like, ladies' night, no free drink. I don't want to go. <laughs> But back then, I think everyone yeah. was walking into a club yeah. for the main purpose to just have a damn good time. Dancing. Yeah, that's and right. Get, Let go. And you really yeah. sweat yeah. it, right? Yeah. I mean, it was an yeah. amazing way back when. Then you mentioned, uh, well, you mentioned so many. I wanted to pick on that name, uh, Tornado. Tornado. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Tornado was uh, actually part of a Becker's. Uh, Becker's somehow rather bought some shares, if I'm not wrong, into Juliana's. And Tornado was one of the first clubs that... Uh, was under Becker's. It was at the Phoenix Hotel. So, yeah. me, I think I was posted there together with the the late and Andy yeah. DJ. He oh, Andy, passed yeah. passed on a couple of years ago. So right. we were the first two there, and uh, that was when you know uh, Becker's started getting rid of the turntables. Mm-hmm. So all Becker's clubs had CDs. Mm-hmm. Juliana's club still ran on the vinyl. Right. So all the, all the clubs that Becker's took over had CD players. So right. there was a change. Right. The momentum changed. Then. So when did you actually start actually coming into the club scene? Which was your first club? Uh, the first club was, uh, I was a relief DJ at my place at the Malaysia Hotel. Wow. 
I think now it's the Boulevard Hotel, uh, right behind Hard Rock Cafe. Right. It used right. to be the place where uh, all the SQ girls, you know, who's who, you know, they had a car park right in front. Everybody used to drive out with the fancy cars and, you know, nice place called My Place. My Place. <laughs> yeah. Where did you start? Which club did you start off? So because uh, he introduced me to the night scene mm. and at about 15, I was like apprentice at uh, Mamota. Mamota. Yes. Where is that? That was a Kalang Leisure Room. Kalang Leisure Room. It was the biggest. Wow. Biggest. One of the biggest clubs. Yeah. yeah, and they had the biggest boys night out every Sunday. <laughs> yes. So Sunday was gay night. Yeah, I've got nothing against that. I got a lot of friends against yeah, So yeah. Sunday was gay night or Sunday afternoon. We used to play there. I used to play with William Armstrong for the gay <laughs> parties there. We would lock ourselves into the DJ's console and then there would be like 700 <laughs> men dancing, throwing oil. Oh man, shout out to William ah! Armstrong. <laughs> shout out to William Armstrong, man. Dude, I have not seen that guy except on Facebook. I have not seen that guy in years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think William's running a, a dance, uh, yeah, a dance studio now. Studio, yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Specialized in uh, tango. So if you guys wanna wanna go back way back, give William Armstrong a shout out. All right, <laughs> yeah. guys. Before we go on any further, first of all, as usual on the Chris Hansen conversations on CHC, I would like to thank. Uh, Gordon's Vades once again for sponsoring these wonderful crispy oh. probably the fluffiest Vades in the land VJ the DJ VJ thank, thank you. you VJ the DJ for making sure that we have our taste of Vade every time I have a show going on for myself and for my guests and you can take a look right now the number to contact is there just give a WhatsApp and place your orders you will not regret this Gordon's Vades thanks once again and guys please have the one you have, bitch. Just God knows where you left it. Where's the one you have? Have a chili too if you want, man. And you please, please have one. Sorry, please have I one. couldn't Thank resist. Yeah, so here we go. I took a bite yeah, earlier. Yeah, oh, yeah please, yeah, please, yeah, just indulge, still yeah? indulge, indulge. The best vades in the land. Once again, thank you, mm. Morton's vades. Now back, back to my question. You guys started 14 years old, 15 years old. Got to the club scene eventually. We heard about all that throughout your life. As DJs, I know you're still doing this. Have you ever done anything else besides being a DJ? Oh yes, for okay. me, yeah, I I kind of left the line mm-hmm. um, when I was about thirty-four. Why did you leave? Um, I have kids, so okay. yeah, I wanted to make sure that I was there for them. Okay, yeah, growing up days and all. So I left the line and um, did my normal work. I right. was. Um, Running Thai Express Group as a general manager. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Um, I joined Sincere Watch as a manager as well, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, uh, was in the mobile gaming scene for quite a while. Right. Traveling, you know, and um, I only recently got back to the scene because the same guy sitting next to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> He's quite an influencer. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell his wife. <laughs> 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 You're quite the influence, man, party man. The party man speaks, Kenneth goes, yo! Because he's taking care of uh, Sands Bar in Sentosa. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And he says, hey, why don't you come and spin? Jam for a while and all. Uh-huh. So, of course, I'm playing vinyl. Uh-huh. I'll bring my turntables there, hook mm-hmm. it up, and then mm-hmm. play that. But, but you were, I know for a fact that, um, you guys got to hear this. For those of you old enough to know, we had... Uh, the hottest, probably the hottest disco Singapore had ever seen. 
Mm. I am fucking saying it. Yeah. Fire Disco. <laughs> yeah. And this guy was spinning at Fire Disco. Yeah, yeah. And after that, you went. You were spinning in Sparks, right? Yes, after which Sparks, yeah. I tell you something. Young people watching the show, I don't know whether you'll be watching the show. <laughs> Honestly, I don't give a flying fuck. But if you're watching the show, you guys don't know what you've missed. Because we had great times way yeah. back when. Singapore had Fire Disco. Then after that, the owner, Dean Chahu. Dean right? Chahu, yeah. He opened up Dato, Dean, Dato, Dean. <laughs> Still Still moving around and enjoying his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I've seen him around, as a matter of fact, uh, moving around the block. You know, Dean, uh, Dean uh, gave me some very good advice once uh, about being a DJ. I just need to share this with the rest of the DJs out there. He told me once, if you put a track on, if it clears the dance floor, throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> so I threw a couple of records away because I've been like, ah, it's not working. <laughs> so... So being a DJ is not really all that easy, isn't it? Uh, yeah. lo- I, I, it seems to me that in these last couple of years, perhaps, maybe especially now after the pandemic, that a lot of club owners or bar owners seem to think that a DJ's job is kind of easy, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right? I yeah. think they think that um, it looks easy. Okay, so let's tell the people right now that being a club DJ, don't scoff at these guys because it's not easy in the least you got to hold a crowd mm-hmm. you got to make sure they stay on the, gr- on, yes. on the dance floor yes that's right? right you got to so you see well, well you don't want to keep them on the dance floor all the time you want them to go back to the bar and buy drinks also <laughs> but if they get freaking th- thirsty from dancing they want to order some more drinks yeah so you need to you need to have the right balance of uh, first of all maybe you need to like break the crowd up into three different groups okay they, I got mm. the younger group I got the older group and I got that so if I get the older group dancing the younger group is at the bar drinking then okay the older group's been dancing for 20 minutes they're gonna get tired let's get the younger crowd back and then chase the older crowd well that's how you do it yeah right? so you need to have that balance <laughs> to keep your dance floor and the bar busy not only the dance floor busy you gotta look beyond look behind the dance floor at the bars there's no point you have a full dance floor and your bars are empty. Your boss is not going to like that. <laughs> okay, so the way he said it, the way party manager said it, it's like DJs are integral in the revenue generation yes. of a club business. Well, to a certain extent, it's correct, uh, depending on the club concept. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for where I'm spinning out, I'm a resident with Tin Box Group. Right. Uh, we don't have a dance floor. Okay. So people just dance move their bodies stand. wherever they are. That's yeah, where they so okay. our job is to make sure they keep their bodies moving and drinking and having a good time, you know. So how would you work? Because see, like, for example, it's interesting what I just heard Party Man just mm-hmm. say that, you know, uh, I got to keep the, I get the old guys off the dance floor back to get the drinks, get like, time to get the younger ones back. Yeah, yeah. So the shooing the older ones back yeah, to, to getting drinks and stuff. But in your position, right, how would you... But people stand, dance where they stand. How would you get people to generate revenue for their respective clubs or bar? I mean, if if they're having a good time, they will be drinking and drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a natural. Okay. Yeah. So um, we we naturally play the hits, right? And we naturally look at the crowd, the response, facial expressions, right? And you know, if something's not working out, quickly switch the song, okay. make it happen. Yeah. Okay. I want to throw the same question back to you, the one I threw to Kenneth earlier on. Um, did you ever leave the scene mm, and do something else? I did. I actually left, I think, uh, for about six years. I went into the water sports business um, because I was uh, quite an avid wakeboarder. Ah. So I decided to uh, actually uh, 
quit the nightlife for a while and then uh me and a couple of friends, we had a wakeboarding business. It was called Max Out. We were operating from Pongo. Right. Uh, we bought like 10 boats and we started renting <laughs> boats and wakeboarding. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, yeah. So I went into uh, the water sports for about six or seven years. Uh-huh. And then uh, after that, uh, being Singapore, again, you know, restriction here, cannot do this, cannot do that, cannot wakeboard here, cannot wakeboard there, you only can wakeboard here. And, uh, you know, they give you such a small area to wakeboard and then the sport was growing so fast and then you have 20 or 30 boats all in that same area, you know, it was a big headache. So, you know, in the end, uh, I said, you know, okay, enough of this. Uh, I found a small bar and some friends on uh, Sentosa hmm. and we started setting up a uh, a place called Sunset Bay started uh-huh. partying there yeah oh wait a second Sunset Bay is partly owned by you no no I, I was working for I was I was with Gary and <coughs> Paul Valendia yeah right right yeah and that time I think we just got back from Bali me and Tim Time came back from Bali and we told the brothers the brothers had a canoe business on Sentosa I say why don't we take over the bar over there and then we join and then you know so you remember the phone parties? Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I was asking you. Sunset Bay is partly owned by you. <laughs> that was us. Uh, <laughs> now we know where all the damn foam came from. Yeah. 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 <laughs> His mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here we go. Party man, Clifford. Foam in the mouth. We've got a foam party. Um, okay. Uh, what's the craziest thing, if you guys can tell me? Has ever happened to you on a gig? Me. Yeah, both of you. I go first. You go ahead. Okay, the craziest thing that happened to me was back in the days when uh, I was just out from the army, I think it was my second or third gig. Mm. Uh, those days we used to rent a pickup and put our equipment and all our stuff in and then go to the party. So if that blue Datsun pickup, you remember that one? That blue Datsun pickup, yeah, yeah, you can rent old. for $18. Yeah, 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 a yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the pickup broke down and that time I was riding a bike. So. Believe it or not, I had to put the amplifier, speaker, turntables, and everything else on that bike. One person, I had three speakers at the back, amplifier in the front. No way. Everything on one bike, and I had to ride to the spot. And I, While the guys were trying to fix the pickup, I had to go there first and try to set everything up first because oh. we didn't want... <laughs> so it was quite crazy. When I arrived there, they were like, what the... Are you the mobile disco? I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you help hold my bike for me? <laughs> So that was that was quite funny. Yeah, the show went on. Show went on. The show must go on. Don't stop yeah. the party. The yeah. show must go yeah. on. Yeah. And yeah. then the the balance of the speakers came later, about forty five minutes later. <laughs> oh yeah, those that was a for mobile. Party, uh, yeah, right? those were, that was a mobile. Yeah, mobile party. Yeah. How about you? <sighs> Too many to mention, actually. Mm. Yeah, but Pick I think um, then it would be uh, when I had my own company, Cats. Mm. And uh, we had uh, we had this van uh, um, Volkswagen Combi right. back then, yeah. Right, cool man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You still got one today? You just bought one last week. Really? <laughs> really? Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just brought one in from Indonesia. Yeah, yeah, you're in the vintage car business. Yeah, I'm in the huh? vintage car business. Yeah, right, man. Yeah, so. so cool. Um, it was after party and then uh, my driver drove all the equipment home. Mm-hmm. We had all the speakers and turntables and all that. And um, suddenly my phone rang. He drove. The whole vehicle right into Bukit Timur um, drainage in center. What? Yeah, the whole vehicle just went in. What? And it's total loss. There goes but he survived. he survived. Okay, he yeah, survived. Yeah, he okay, survived. That's important. Poor yeah. combi. But the video, I yeah. mean, the, the van, the combi van was completely total. Yeah, total wreck. Ah, but oh. saved his life. Yeah. So yeah. a solid, solid vehicle. Yeah. And the equipment all survived. Yeah. So tell me about your new combi van, man. 
Well, um, it's from Brazil. Brazil. And you're going to you're going to soup it up. Mm, in a little while. <laughs> I'm trying my best to make it into the bang bus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to you are lucky instigate, 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 velvet roof, waterbed, yeah. <laughs> disco ball, and sound when, system. When if sh- and should that happen, yeah. we expect to be invited for that. Stuff. Oh yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we will drive into a book tomorrow. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's 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 avoid that one. Um, how is club culture involved? You guys have been around. You've been around the block, man. Oh, club culture has evolved. I tell you, very easy to. It's very weird. A long time ago, people on the dance floor would dance with each other, facing and talking to each other. Eye yeah. to eye. Now the new generation, they all dance and they stare at the DJ. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, can you all stop looking at me <laughs> and dance, communicate, enjoy yourself, and put your handphone down? <laughs> actually, actually, come think of it. If we look at if we look at pictures yeah, today, like, anywhere in the world, yeah. right, it's like the, the likes of David Guetta and all that. And you look at the audience; they're always facing DJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's freaking different. weird, right? Yeah, and the headphones like, and they'll take the headphones out. Oh, for fuck's yeah, yeah. sake! Oh man. So it has evolved. It has, it has not there. There are different, different, uh, different kinds of clubs now. Uh, you have uh, the fest- festival club where you get big name DJs and then all the audience wants to do is look at the DJ and, and put a handphone up and go yo yo <laughs> yeah, 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 you know and then you have the some smaller clubs I, I, I don't call them clubs anymore I call them dance bars dance bars yeah. okay alright so the dance bars uh, usually have a smaller dance floor and uh, the people at these dance bars uh, still listen to the music but they don't really have the visual because at festivals you have a very big uh, light show. Yeah. Without the light show, the DJ is gonna look really bad, right? So the light show nowadays plays a very important part, the visual. Mm. But in the dance bars, it's more uh, cozy, compact, and I I believe that a lot of uh, you know there's more interaction between customers. People yeah. go there to mingle, to meet, you know, boy meet girl, girl meet yeah. boy, boy, right. and then, and then you that know, hasn't changed, huh? Yeah, that that's a that's what I like about. I don't like yeah. I don't like the festival feel where you go there and you look at the DJ yeah, and yeah, then you yeah. don't even look left and right. You're yeah. just looking up. Yeah, and and the music is the same for two hours. Yeah, the 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 blackout. And yeah. then the one, two, three, four, dun, 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 and then the lights come on, <laughs> yeah, and then you do that for two hours. So sometimes that's why I don't really like to go to festivals. It's not that I don't want to. Uh, once in a while, once in a it's while, it's a bit monotonous. Yeah, right? once in a while, once yeah. a bit monotonous having that kind of stuff. Once it's the same while. damn beat all the time. Yeah. How about you? How do you think the club scene has, has evolved? I think what Clifford mentioned is is correct, um, and also smaller clubs are coming up. We have uh, clubs that. Uh, does a little bit of Thai concepts and mm. all this kind of stuff now. Mm. Uh, little bu- little small bars, kind of like yeah. dance bars. Dance bars, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It used uh, to be clubs. There used to be bars. Clubs. Maybe you define maybe two hundred fifty people or more. Yeah. Now you have. Now it's it's uh it's more of a early hour happy hour thing. I believe that the crowd likes to come out early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They come out seven to eight. You know, especially the older crowd, the thirty-five, where the money is, the thirty-five to fifty-five, they come yeah. out about eight o'clock, mm. twelve o'clock. They all want to go home. Yeah, they want to go home. Huh? Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. We just have four hours, yeah, yeah. One, eight, nine, yeah, ten, eleven, yeah. twelve. This morning, enough. Okay, I had it by. I survive. Tomorrow, I wake up. I'm still alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh! So, which means guys like you now, sp- what spin up to twelve? Uh, yeah. That's I, it. 
kind of like 12 yeah that's it we start yeah. early we, we go home early yeah I mean good for you but that's that's no fun in going out for a weekend right oh uh, weekend I mean sometimes if we are still alive at 12.30 we call a party bus the bus picks us up and we go out until 3, 4 o'clock yeah, but we, then we go to clubs yeah. <laughs> then we that go, opens right up to 6 yeah we go until <laughs> 6 you know but then after that you lose the next day or in fact you lose the next 2 or 3 days because <laughs> recovering yeah the recovery period for us is now 2 or 3 days it used to be like a few hours now it's oh, yeah, it takes you yeah. 2 days you but how's, how's, the, how's the music these days I mean I mean you guys like as I've been saying from the from the get go you guys have been around the block a lot of times right um, music today you play in clubs and versus through the years that you've been watching and playing music that's evolved I think for Clifford he's diversified yeah for me um, I'm more known as a retro specialist 80s 90s music right yeah so uh, where I'm working right now that suits me because uh, we play vinyls only right and uh, basically playing 80s and 90s music yeah sure yeah. but you specialize in that which one do you personally prefer 80s and 90s music so basically when you were clubbing yeah. or you were wrong when you were spinning yeah. in clubs as compared to today yeah. you find no difference because you're still playing the same thing yes that's right right okay how about you mm. party man if you can tell me all the music you've played through the years from your mixtapes to the genres <laughs> to the 80s and 90s and 2000s and then now today and you're still spinning at the sandbar and you still have young people coming up uh, you yeah. know and you kept yourself updated we all know that of all these periods of music in the club scene which period do you prefer the most? Uh, of course, the early 80s. I'm actually a very big uh, Bob Marley fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Legalize it. You know, I, I'm a very big Bob Marley fan. Bob, long, long, Bob Marley, <laughs> yeah. You know, Bobby's been one of my main influencers in music, uh, especially when uh, I used to play overseas in uh, Bali and Koh Samui, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I'm a Rasta boy. Right, uh, but then again, I don't have any uh, objection to any kind of music because uh, I believe that uh, music is music, yeah. and uh, I play to please the crowd. That means whatever you want, I play. I never say I do not accept a request. If you have something, you come and see me. If I have it, I'll play. It. So I'm 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 open to all kinds of music. I mean I'm I mean from disco. I mean, even from rock and roll to disco to funk to techno to house to you know uh, ED- EDM, uh, you know, and now hard style as well. Yeah. And maniao. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. What's maniao? <laughs> That's like um, Chinese music with uh, techno beats. Oh, yeah. Euro Euro techno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very hard to describe. But anyway, yeah. yeah. No choice because if you want to be in a business, you must always remember. You know there are, oh, there are many man. kinds of DJs. Oh, you know house DJ, this DJ, that DJ. If you want to, if you want to go down one road, <laughs> I would. It's gonna be harder for you to get a gig. Yeah. So you got to be versatile. You get more gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I am not a DJ. Uh, anyway, um, um, we talked about music, right? Let's talk about the kind of clubbers. I know we talked about how different club scene has evolved, how how things today compared to before. Let's talk about the average clubber. From the clubbers you you've experienced uh, when 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 well, well, some of them are older today, yeah. right? Some of them you're still having today as well as uh, your, the, the the current bunch of clubbers you have, and the people from before, from yesteryear. Of the years that go by, and please speak the truth and shame the devil, okay? Which 
type of cover would do you prefer? The ones way back when or the ones today? Uh, I would actually take it back to maybe about uh, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, not not even eight years. Sorry, when was Muhammad Sultan? Uh, what, where, where that was, was a long time. Oh, that, yeah. that was when yeah, yeah. That was when years? was in the two thousand. I I I. Actually, like the Muhammad Sultan days. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because we had uh, Muhammad Sultan. I mean, we had we Wang had Sans. Wang Sans. We had Tatia. I can name you everything: oh, Samsara, yeah. yeah. Tatia, Wang Sans. You know, Orange. Uh, that whole was, stretch. Yeah, and then across the road you got East Side Science Super Club, Amoeba, and then down the road you had Double O. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. goes yeah. on, right? And that was really cool because you could spend the whole night in Muhammad Sultan, and you could bar hop. Yeah. You could bar hop, you know, you go here, have one drink, you know, enjoy a bit of uh, music with the army boys and then, you know, in Samsara and then you skip over to Knox, you get hang out with the cool people, some house music. Then you go to Wang Sans, you hang out with the older, uh, not the cool, and then you move down the road and then after that you move back to the top. So it was, it was one of the best nightlife scenes in Singapore that I actually uh, would like to bring back. Right. Yeah. You know, so a one-stop entertainment outlet. So, do you think that that could happen again? No. No. <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh, because of location and also because of uh, a lot of restrictions that uh, nowadays, you know, uh, the landlords. Right. Right. The landlords are the most. Uh, pain in the asses. Correct. That's that. Right. Took the words out of my mouth. Pain in the ass. <laughs> really. You know, they, they see you making money, yeah. right? And, and then, they up their rent. And then they go, okay, you know what? Uh, you have to sign another next six months, and then this is a new... Qu- and then you look, it's times nine, what the, the original yeah. rental yeah. is. And then, you know, then you work so hard and say... And you earn... Yeah. So your it, revenue... Yeah, it kills. Revenue is there, it kills, but it kills yeah. your profit. Yeah. Kills. Yeah, I've always said, man, the problem with this, with any place, anywhere, not just in Singapore, right? It's not about the supply chain disruption, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's the fucking landlords, man. I believe yeah. in every kind of business, like, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's what we're all uh, feeling and reeling in and suffering right now. Yeah, 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 I can I can understand that. How about how about you? Which generation do you do, would you prefer in terms of the average clubber, man? I think, uh, if you ask me, it's quite close to the Mohamed Sultan days, but... Uh, when I was in Fire and Sparks, yeah. um, Sparks would be around that period. Yeah, um, no, I think Sparks is kind of kind of, a little bit before that, right? Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, um, we could um, play music, mm-hmm. and the people would accept it, mm-hmm. and we call it education, where we we play the music, and the people would still dance to it. Yeah. Um, today, you need to just give them the hits. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't give them the hits, and you try and bring something that's. Uh, just average, right? They just look at you, you know, yeah, because they like to look at the DJs, right? Yeah, interesting what you just said. It's, it's, it's like uh, before, if you remember, we would listen to a new hit, or, or maybe if it's not even a hit yet. Yes, and we listen to it on air yeah. on radio, yeah. right? And we go, hey, you know, that sounds pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah. Or if you go to a club and you got a good DJ, you know, behind the decks. And he plays something, hey, check this one out. This sounds really good, you know. Yeah. And no one has heard it before. And it, and, and and guys like you play it. Yeah. And yeah. then we, in the audience, 
or we as the customers were there we're there to have a good time we go hey that sounds pretty good that's a, yeah, that's that's a right. damn cool beat right and we learn to like it yes that's right right but today as you said what you they, they ask for just play me the song and then, yeah, or just play yeah. these bunches these hits that everyone has heard about yeah and 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 we'll be happy right so you prefer back then back to the sparks yes, days. that's right right clubbers from the spark scene back yes, then back then yeah right. correct wow then wow Wow. Well, you know, we've been we've been chatting actually for an hour already, guys. Really? Yeah. Huh? One hour? It's been an hour, <laughs> man. Oh crap! Yeah, it's been an hour. See how time flies when yeah. when we when we have days and we're having fun. Uh, I've had I've had fun, guys. Thank you so very much for being on the uh, CHC. It's it's really nice having you guys here. Uh, once again, uh, people, with those of you watching uh, uh, the Chris Hansen conversation, I've got with me Kenneth Mark. And I got with me the party man Clifford Chua. I can tell you something, man. These guys, they still rocking the land. Um, tin box, which nights? Um, depends on the on the rostering because now we have uh, two two tin boxes. Uh, simply yep. retro at Chimes. Yep. And also Club Key. Yep. So uh, like for Friday, we're opening up Club Key. Right. Yeah, grand opening and all wow. there. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! Okay, yeah. so catch Kenneth Mark uh, on Friday nights at the new Tin Box in Clark Key uh, and opening real soon. So watch out for that. But we've got the party, man. And you know, I've always I tell you something, man. I get so freaking envious because when I check out this man's Facebook every freaking weekend, and he is always surrounded by the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck you do it, man, but you always, there is no way you will see Clifford in a picture without gorgeous babes around him. It hasn't changed. Yeah. It's been the same since yeah. he started off. Like, no, what no. the fuck? It's different. Like, <laughs> like, like, dude, you're a chick magnet, man. Now, nowadays, being a DJ, SM social media is very, very, very important. Agreed, we forgot yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, yeah sure. DJing and, and social media. Okay. You have. If you if you still want to be in the scene, you need to up your game on social media. Yeah, that's right. That means you need to have your your Facebook Instagram. for thirty five to fifty five. You need to have your TikTok for twenty five to forty five. Eh, I'm sorry. You need to have your Instagram, Instagram. your IG from yes. twenty five, and then you need your TikTok from for eighteen to yeah, yeah. So you need to have all three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But 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 that's still not the point. The point is how the hell do you? You're gonna get, get me to travel. <laughs> My wife is gonna listen to this. Yo yo yo. But but how do you always get? I need to know, man. How do you always have all these babes surrounding you? What do you do? Well, not only girls. It's it's the guys are also with me. So you know, throughout the years. Oh yeah uh, yeah yeah. Throughout the years. Don't yeah. Tai Chi, man. Don't Tai Chi that <laughs> shit. I okay after after we say cut. I'm gonna ask you. You're gonna give me the answer, okay? Because uh, I just can't numbers. stand this anymore. The guys only play poker with him. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I always see babes in bikinis surrounding this man, and it's so great. Things like, what the fuck? What does he do? How does he get that? <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, good for you, man. Good for you. Um, party man Clifford spins at a sandbar in Sentosa. Practically every night. Every Saturday. Only. Here we go. Okay. Every Saturday. Saturday. Okay. So if you want great music, you will have a great freaking time. Head down to the sandbar and look for this guy. You know why? Because he always has the babes around him. So make sure you're there. Anyway, and it's been nice having you guys on uh, my show again. And um, I hope to see you next time. Make sure that you subscribe. You hit that notification button. And you follow us also on Facebook. Don't forget subscribe to at CCBTV. 
podcast on YouTube. And we are also on Instagram at ccb.tv underscore. This is Chris Hansen. I'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Cheers.